Football, baby! And we are live! It is... Oh my gosh! What, is, what has happened? What, We're late! It seems... Seems like just yesterday we were wrapping up the season and everything was golden. And you know what? We went on vacation, uh, took some time off. Didn't a lot of think, time. Didn't think a bit about football. That's a lie. We've been talking. We've been talking football almost the entire time. All day, um, every day. All day, every day, but we're back. We're on the mics. We're on the cameras, the ones and the twos, whatever the kids are saying nowadays. It's fantasy football. It's losing sucks. Most importantly, Travis, it's episode 101. And Season ta- three. Yeah. Season three. It seems three piece. wild. Um, man, it, it feels good to be back, man. It feels good to be back. And we are we're talking dynasty. You know, it's the off season. And in Dynasty, there's not there's not really an off season. You know, it's just more of a before the season. You know, dog days. What the hell? The Aaron Rodgers days. Yep. The Aaron Rodgers days. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I, All I'm we had to do high. every day was wonder where he's going to be. That's right. And most of the time, it was in a dark, dark room or a cave. So. And now you celebrate because he's out of your division, and now everybody else has a chance oh. to win it. I just want to talk about that for really the whole episode. Just like, it's like the pain is gone. You know, the, the guy who just used to bully you, like that guy caused me. So I have so many, I have way more bad memories of Aaron Rodgers in my life than good ones with the bears. You know, wow. like that's, that's and that's not even a right joke. There. That's not even a joke. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's, it's pretty rough. But we're here, man. We've got we've got some stuff to talk about. And most importantly, and probably for our viewers, the most fun. We've got plenty to disagree on. And As always. As always, it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Um, a few guys that are, have become a hot-button topic for us in our, our group chats and our you know Twitter messages and everything like that. Everyone that uh, we find to be... I'm high on Travis doesn't see a path for them moving forward. We're going to get to that as well. Whoa, 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 (laughs) whoa. That's bullshit. You and I have agreed on many things in our group chat of five, and we have bonded (laughs) over certain players that we are willing to die on. There have been a few. There have been a few. Justin Fields versus everybody. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) That guy, he's MVP, QB1. I like it. Yeah, but like I said, we're talking Dynasty today, and we've got, we'll just kick it off, because, you know, we've got a few things to cover, mostly, you know, the, it's it's kind of a general statement, but we want to get into some specifics of winning now versus winning in the future, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, tanking, rebuilding, I don't know if it's really rebuilding when you do a startup and you already <laughs> yeah. determined you're going to suck, so you're really just like productive struggle or really just like i don't want to win any games like i'd rather just pay to lose for a while um by the time you're competing you've already paid a 100 bucks right 
Right. So let's start. Let's start there. Let's start about or let's talk about the startup draft of a dynasty, which is really the most fun. Right. I think we can all agree, you know, other than trade negotiations, that's the most fun of a, of a dynasty is that startup draft. You're in it. You're getting the players at their present value. You know what those, you know, sleepers are, the guys that are undervalued, overvalued, all this stuff. Let's talk strategy then, you know, because we've we've had a few startups already this year. Uh, much to my wife's chagrin, she absolutely has put a cap on the amount of leagues I'm allowed to be in. Um, Mine too. She's like, you're drafting? I mean, there's no cap, but she's like, what are you doing right now? I'm like, I'm drafting. She's like, football's seven months away. I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, but I'm drafting. Okay. I'm making right. money for this household. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you're doing your part. Um, but let's, let's talk, you know, because there's a few questions that, you know, we've got our show sheet, a few intriguing questions that we've got. So I want to talk to you, Travis, right now. Um, let's talk when to move up and when to move back. Um, because you and I have different philosophies, it seems. I've learned a few yeah. things. Um, when to use picks and how to use picks. Um, my most successful draft so far this offseason has been selling future picks for absolute superstar players. For example, a 2024 and 2025 first round pick for the 301 in a startup, which ended up being Garrett Wilson. We'll get back to Garrett Wilson later, but he's the type of player. Amon Ross St. Brown, Jalen Waddle, T Higgins. Those type of guys are worth two first anyway, pretty much at any point during the season. So why not start with an extra one of those players? And then if something doesn't go your way, you have an extra one of those guys that you know you can cash in for two firsts when the time is right. But you can start with a competitive advantage and see, okay, what do I look like after the first six or eight weeks? My team's loaded. I don't have picks. Okay, I'm making a run at the title, especially if they're young, elite wide receivers their value is not going to decrease. So I have found in my, this is my third year playing dynasty. And what I've learned as far as moving picks in a startup is it has to be for young superstars. It does not need to be for the Deandre Hopkins, Keenan Allen type. Um, You just don't need to do that. Those guys you can get for cheaper, but it's so hard to get a Garrett Wilson or T Higgins or a Monroe in season now is the time to buy them. And then if you have to sell them later, you can always do that whenever you want. Gotcha. That's so my go philosophy. After, go after the younger studs is what you're saying. Yeah, if you're so going to use those... picks, it's got to be for young elite guys. Yeah. You know, I don't mind that. I don't mind that because looking at builds, um, you know, especially startup drafts, you know, when you either you typically see, you know, guys moving up, because a lot of the times, at least in the drafts that I've been in, most people want to move back. Most people want to accrue that uh, draft capital, that you know, extra picks. They'd rather sell, you know, their second and third round picks for multiple, you know, rounds five through nine, um, when that's really you're getting production and depth. So I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Um, I've I, seen I that also, work really, really well. I've seen sure. you do that really well. For sure. I mean, I've, I've tried a couple that, you know, for a weakness of mine, I, <laughs> what I like most that I've changed in the last year is that I've gotten better about, 
um, being more committed to winning now. I've, you know, moving myself into a position where I'm not just perpetually young. You know, I learned yeah. where to build and how to build. So that's something my mind is, is kind of, you know, mindset has changed around in terms of builds though, you kind of have to be cognizant of what, what your team looks like, right? Because there are going to be players that you draft that don't fit how your team is constructed. And you have to be aware of that because, um, you know, you could be, you know, like you said, you trade multiple first, uh, you know, you go up and get a Garrett Wilson, you know, you trade your 24, 25 first, get the three Oh one fine, you know, but then that means you essentially are going win now, right? Yeah. Like you're committing, you're committing to going for it. Yeah. Right. So then that means later in your draft, you're probably going more, you know, older wide receiver running back heavy, you know, invest in points now, not necessarily developmental pieces. So that that's a build that, um, I, you know, all fine and well, um, startup, you could probably get, um, more value. I, I, at least in my opinion, in terms of this different perspective, instead of moving those picks now, you know, Garrett Wilson's going to be good. Um, do you think you would be able to get more with those picks after the startup when maybe a young team has older talent or, um, you know, like you are, you're able to get a Mike Evans or a Deandre Hopkins later in the seventh to ninth round. Yeah, I think that the the owner of the Keenan Allen, Nick Chubb, elite older guys, Devontae Adams, they're gonna want they're gonna want a first back. And somebody sure. will give them that towards the trade deadline. They're going to get a first for those type of guys. Sure. Would so would you give up DeAndre Hopkins? I mean, would you give up your Garrett Wilson for DeAndre Hopkins and Nick Chubb? Probably not. No. So if Chubb is worth a first in season and mm. Hopkins, Keenan, Devontae Adams, these guys are worth a first in season. Um, that's, in the right that's equaling two first. Like, yes, it will give you a better chance to have two starting positions filled by guys who are going off at the right time. Sure. But long-term wise, like those same two sure. first in value are giving you 10 plus years of elite receiver in a startup. Sure. Um, you know, I guess like, I, like I might Chubb have a, and Hopkins yeah. is never is never returning Jalen Waddle or Amara. No, no. Um, not not right now. Which is again, I would say a perspective to, to have on that is to know where your team's heading, like have a direction in mind, because you know you're like for those of you who are new to listening or um, not familiar with kind of how we both operate our teams or how we approach Dynasty. Travis is really good at making in, in season deals, you know, capitalizing on news or hype or um, changing situations for different players. Uh, so when you when you're talking right now, you can't get DeAndre Hopkins, Nick Chubb, and go and you know send them off for Jalen Waddle. But there may come a time when um, Waddle has had you know a, a rough stretch. Maybe Tua gets injured again, has no one throwing him the ball and that team needs to win then that's a time that's a when you really very good point you that you know they there may, may be in a win now scenario deandre hopkins 
goes and you know he's traded to the Chiefs or whatever, and then now yeah. you've got a win now running back, win now wide receiver, and then you go and get Waddle. So you you kind of have to know how to turn these players in, um, which yeah. is kind of where I want to you know transition into knowing your team. You know that's kind of what I've been getting at the you know as we've been moving along and in, in that there's there's a few things that you really need to be aware of. You know when when you're you're playing when you're drafting, and re- number one, it go it goes without saying though drafts you have to know your league settings. Yeah. You know that like that's nothing like I was just in a draft uh, not too long ago where you know heck it was the auction draft that we were in and half the you know half the league didn't look at the rules and realize that oh it's not just straight up tight end premium it's tiered PPR scoring. You know, so I didn't look at the uh, rules one time. And it was also a first <laughs> auction, and I was also in right. Mexico, so it didn't go so great. <laughs> oh, you were in Mexico during that? Wow! Yeah. I'm like, ah, sure, take all my money, just bring me another shot. <laughs> it didn't go <laughs> this well. Is news. This I feel is... like I've donated at least for the next five years to this league, <laughs> but I wasn't upset uh... because I could just put my phone down and look at back at the ocean. I was okay. Yeah. That, that it feels good yeah for yeah i wish i could show you guys the roster um but travis spent half his budget on josh allen and joe burrow those are his yes. those are his quarterbacks so he's set at quarterback but he has four other players it. on his team <laughs> we can it's, absolutely it's, sling it absolutely um but getting back to what i was saying knowing your team knowing how you're building it is just as important as the players on it because there's a few things to consider travis one of them we we always talk about on the show and that's age but it's not always cut and dry about what that means for your team, you know, yeah. because we all have um, people whose number one goal in the league is to stay young always at all costs. It doesn't matter about wins and losses. Just stay young, new players, rookies. I don't care. I, oh, awesome. We just drafted Drake London last year. Well, guess what? Jackson Smith and Jigba, Quentin Johnston, Jordan Addison, Get them all in here. Get them all. Get these old, you know, second-year vets out of here. We want, we want the rookies. Yes. Um, but it's all well and good, but realistically, you're trying to get wins and losses. Um, or you're trying to get wins. You know, it's all about yeah. wins and losses. Um, so ultimately, Travis, the question we have to ask is why is age so important? Um, is that it's because it influences the type of deals you do. You know, you're you've learned it after playing Dynasty for a little bit. Um, knowing the age of the particular group of players in your quote unquote room, you know, whether it's your quarterback room, wide receiver room, whatever's on your roster kind of influences the type of team or type of, um, trajectory your team's on. And it's going to tie into the next point I want to make. And that's production because not to get on a long diatribe, but I've, I put a lot of thought about this. Um, you know, I over the off season, Travis, I've taken a different approach to playing fantasy, and I'm really excited to see how wow. it pays off. Um, it's it's less about who the player is, and it's more about um, what you know. I take the name off, and it's more about this roster spot. You know, it's all about. I don't care about the name. What what? How many points can I you know reasonably put into this roster spot? Um, to win the yeah. game. It's, it's player agnostic. Um, I've done that in redraft only, yes. particularly in Yahoo. I would look at over the last six or seven years. Right. Um, what do you need? What do you need your team total to be 
to right. be a top three team in the league. And that's in our, what, what our home league is a standard league. That's 115 yep. points per week. You will right. be in the final four. Yep. So how do I get to that point? Which is what you're saying. You have to assign right. a point value that you need at each position. If Travis right. Kelsey's going to give you 15, you can lower mm-hmm. them somewhere else. So you just have to right. build that 115 point roster. Right. And dynasty, that's a lot harder. So for sure, you're speaking. Are you speaking more about dynasty? Yeah. Looking at okay. Um. Well, I mean, honestly, for, so season to season redraft, it applies absolutely. Dynasty, it still applies. Um. But adding in the aspect of knowing how you need to treat each transaction on your team or each roster spot on your team, what you're needing, obviously. So if you have like a younger team, you don't quote unquote need more points. What you need are more bullets. You know, you need yeah. more shots at guys that can get you to, okay, if I want to build three wide receivers or however many flexes I have, and I want, you know, one of them to be at 13 points a game, 11, and then 10, you know, I need to know, okay, range of outcomes for this guy, you know, or these three guys that I can get for this, you know, one player, that can reasonably happen. So, that's kind of where I've I've learned to um, realistically assign value because I get so caught up in who can be, you know, like the hot names, you know. Yeah. Um, for guys who've come in this year, it's like guys like Dalton Kincaid, you know. Um, Twitter is a dangerous place. Twitter is a dangerous place because it, it, it really is a hype is. machine. <laughs> it is a hype machine. It will get you super excited. But it, you know, per- perfect example, you know, you, you hear guys like, um, you know, unproven guys, Dalton Kincaid, you know, box player, you know, what's in the box, Rashi Rice, you know, second round player, um, who's drafted by the Kansas city chiefs. Oh my God. That's exciting. You know, guys like this who are really unproven come out of nowhere, Jonathan Mingo, you know, who we, we get so excited about what could possibly be there for these guys. Yeah. And realistically, you just have to look at, um, you know, what is, what is predictable? You know, uh, rookie wide receivers don't usually come out, especially with the draft capital that those guys got. They don't typically come out and have, you know, a, a wide receiver one or two season right off the bat, you know? Right. It, so that's what I'm getting at. Knowing what you need, knowing what is reasonable and what you can get. Um, so, again, that was a long kind of way around <laughs> to get to – what I'm trying to say is points. Points are mo- most important, not so much the name. Um, so let's, you've got to know when to bail. You do have. That's to know been when to the bail. hardest thing for me to learn. Is it's just in my DNA to go do whatever I possibly can to win right now. Right. It's been you such know, a redraft mindset, and so yeah. now as I learn dynasty, the second off season gets here, the yeah. day after the Super Bowl, even it's like yeah wow, all of my guys are ancient and nobody will give you anything for them. No. And if you can weather that storm and you get to September, people don't hate Keenan Allen and DeAndre Hopkins quite as much because they're getting 12 targets again. And they're like, oh yeah, they're still that guy. This guy's still good. But for six months, if you sell any of your vets, you're selling them at a discount. So you just have to hang on. If you're older wait the off season is not your time you wait exactly. until in season if you are younger then yes sell your 
remaining vets to anybody that's buying and acquire picks. It's it's right. really that simple, but it's just harder to do that because a you build a connection to these guys, you win a ring with Nick Chubb and now you don't want to move them. Right. At, there's a there's a point where you have to move everybody. I've even moved For Kelsey sure. and Christian McCaffrey in a couple leagues. Yeah. I mean, so that's a that's a really great point that I you touched on. I really want to kind of expound on that is that you know the way I broke it down, I had to get to thinking uh, today, is that to me there's like four different types of team that you can have. You know, there I have young, young-ish, you know, getting old and ancient. And what that comes down to is, you know, again, touch on age. So if you're young, all your, you know, your 80% of your roster, your points are coming from guys that are 20 to 24 years old. And that's that's great and all, but again, you have most of your rosters unproven or doesn't, you know, you haven't had multiple wide receiver running back tight end one seasons. So you don't really have that firm, um, connection, uh, or foundation for these guys. So you're not really necessarily, um, needing to bail on pieces yet to, you know, see what they're going to develop as on the other side though. Like you just touched on, you've got guys that are ancient, and you know at least let's know, give an example here to sure. all the listeners so um, i have an i have a picture of an ancient roster this is my team in dustin's dynasty league yeah. my first one that just won the title and now we would be considered ancient what do you do with this team my initial reaction as it's on our screen dustin is oh, awesome awesome to make another run and try to defend the title. Right. Yes, I'm old. Everybody on that roster, other than TJ Hawkinson, is old. Correct. But there's a couple pieces on the bench that are young enough to where if Kamara gets suspended or Henry gets hurt, one or two things happen, I'm still okay. Mm -hmm. I don't have many future picks to deal. Right. But because everybody's healthy, and everybody that's in this picture is what I believe to be a top 10 to 20 player at their position on a week to week basis. I'm not ready to blow this team up yet. And when I decide to do that, it would be in season to teams that need specific pieces. If there's a, a, a right. couple teams that I think are that I'm not going to be able to compete with down the stretch. Right. Then I move Godwin. I'll move Hopkins. I'll move Derrick Henry and get a first round pick. But right now, it's not the time to do that. You've got a good point here, and I want to touch on um, what KMAD in our comments is saying. His first comment is, the team scares the crap out of me if I'm the owner, and also it's sexy. That's a good point, and that's perfect, because what you're looking at here, Trav, you just – so my first question was going to be, how how is your draft capital looking like? And since you said you don't have a lot, I'm almost, I'm almost leaning in towards saying, okay, if you're not – absolutely stacked which i would not say that this team is stacked i'm almost right. guaranteeing i'm selling off all the pieces once the season gets here and i mean as soon as the season starts um as soon as like i'm looking at the first opportunity to sell these guys you know if i can get a first for camara at all in the next two or three years i'm taking it uh but you're with, not yeah but you're not getting it yet i would start shopping i would start especially for guys so, that think the bench is like this, if this changes anything. Sure. Quarterback three, Mac Jones. 
Okay. Um, you've That's got Brandon Brandon Cooks, Chigo Okonkwo, Roshan mm-hmm. Johnson, Tyquan Thornton, Chase Brown. There's a little bit of youth there. Sure. And that's what I meant by I have one or two pieces at each position to sure. patch up if somebody gets hurt. And then when it goes yeah. off the rails, then you sell yeah. your big names for picks. But right now, like, who's giving yeah. you a first? Are people giving you a first for Derrick Henry right now? A 2024 you first? 24-25 I would go after because um, Derrick Henry, now, granted, I love Derrick Henry. He's a win-now piece. Um, but like I said, since you don't have the depth or – I would say you probably don't have the, you know, uh, probably a top, I don't know, top two or three starting roster. Um, I would say you're probably wanting to sell Derrick Henry to anyone who's needing a running back. Talk to people, see see what their plans are for this season. See, I've, I've got, you know, the two types of team that I'm looking to trade these older players to is you know, young or uh, not young, uh, young ish or getting old teams. So guys who most of their roster, are like 26 to 28 years old, you know, 25, maybe um, guys that they're maybe not quite there, but maybe they've got some draft capital that they don't necessarily need to wait on to be competitive. They just need an extra player. Find, get some people who are maybe desperate, you know, not saying you can't sell in season, but the point I was going to make about these old players and why you should move them as soon as you can is it just to, to get rid of them you know, off your roster. It's to avoid getting nothing for them. You know? Yes, I, I understand that. But if you're moving, let's say we're moving for strictly 2024 first-round pick. Sure. That's what I'm looking to get. Sure. If I just wait until week four mm-hmm. of the season, now sure. I know whose 2024 pick I want or have a better idea than mm-hmm. I do right now. Okay, yeah. we're a third of the way through the season, half the way through the season. Okay, I want one of these two guys. I want their their 24 pick. Yeah. Because I don't want Derrick Henry for the 112 as opposed to the 105. Let me wait and see who right. I'm trying to push him on to. You could, see, you got to play both sides. You, you could live by the sword or die by the sword there because, and this is the big, if he gets big hurt. part of if he gets hurt, his value is not just low, it is zero. You're getting nothing for him. Yeah. And that is that that you that's why I'm saying is like if Derrick Henry isn't going to be investing in your cur- your your current situation, you have to invest him in your future. And if if you know, in theory, you want the most for your future. And so right now in my in my or my uh assessment, he is the healthiest he's going to be all damn year. Okay. And so you're saying this team can't win. I'm not saying it can't. I'm saying if I were a betting man, I'm going to say it's not going to. Um, Okay. Because I don't know who the hell is going to be throwing the ball to Chris Godwin. I don't know when Kamara is coming back. Uh, David Montgomery could be Jamal Williams. He could also be in an annoying split where he's a borderline RB3. Joe Mixon. So you're saying Derrick Henry goes for 150 in a score week one. He's immediately gone. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because at least wait a, one yeah. week. <laughs> wait for I, somebody okay. to have a good start because people lose their mind after week one and two of the season. I agree, but like T.J. Hawkinson, he you know he 
he's gonna he's gonna hold value for a while. I don't necessarily think you have to move him. I think you I think you can get a lot for him. Especially, I do have Chigo on the bench. I love Chigo. We we just talked about that. That he's gonna be someone we talk about during the off season. I I'm, I just started doing my projections, and man, I am excited about Chig. Um, but you're like your wide receivers. You know, the in my opinion, how I like to build teams is the wide receivers are what. You know, um, it's like the the frame of the car. You know, that's what you build everything else around. You know, if you have a really nice frame, nice body, everything looks good. You know, the running backs are like the engine of the car. As soon as I'm ready to go, ready to compete, that's when I plug in this high-powered running back and I'm ready to, to charge. You know, okay. so your wide receivers are getting kind of old. Chris Godwin, not so much. I like him in the next three years. But Hopkins is waiting for a landing spot and then I'm moving him. All right, one more example to debate here. I love it. Here's another roster. What are you doing with this at first glance? Those of you in the comments, I'd love to hear your input as well. Oh, wow. B. John Robinson in Washington. I love it. Um, <laughs> um, looking at the team, though, Mike Williams. So, again, no, this is not a hang, knowing, and, hang on and blow up early, too. Not knowing much about this team. I hate that I have, you know, Conklin. Um, in my, in my, in my starting roster there. So this team, you've got some pieces. I mean, I'm trying look, you and I can talk about Aaron Rodgers because I am happy he's out of the NFC North, but I'm also not thrilled about wanting him on my fantasy team, but I also don't know how much you can get for him. You know, if you can find someone like yourself who as thinks as soon as he a, throws for 304 touchdowns, you move sure. Him. Sure, and that, you know, on what? Monday He's... Night Football with the smirk, with the discount double check, somebody <laughs> will pay more than they will right now. That's how it works. So, I, you and I have very different views of Aaron Rodgers, because yes, he may have a game like that, but I've also seen enough from him to to say that he plays slow right now. He's, he's, he's not exactly what he used to. You know, I don't. I, I'd have to look at the the plays per game. Um. Actually, I might be able to look right now, but Aaron Rodgers is not exactly what he used to this running all over the field gunslinger anymore. He's he doesn't run as much as he used to. I don't necessarily like how this team likes to operate in terms of um, their running style. I think this is going to be a, a, a more run heavy um, team than Rodgers has played on in the past. So I. I'm not necessarily going to just give it all to, okay, well, now they have Aaron Rodgers. This team's going to be a juggernaut. Um, the guys that I'm looking to keep on this team, you know, I think. I'm willing Dak, to sell every single person on this team. Sure. I don't, I don't blame it. Uh, but I, I not have, yet. I, I don't think you have to. Mike Williams, I'm trying to move. Devontae Adams, I'm trying to move. Um, nothing against those guys, but unless I'm trying to win right now and I don't necessarily, um, think that this roster is a championship roster, you know, not at all. so much can change during the season, but, um, first glance, I don't love it, but all right, let's get it off the screen. Then let's get yeah. it off the screen, off the screen. Everybody backslur. that's on that roster is going to be moved. Good. Thank get him out nothing. of town. Get him out of town. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's just kind of how I, I I, I view it, you know, I, I'd like to always keep in mind how, you know, how old is my team? How long is my window? How many points? Honestly, so another situation I find myself in because I'm in transition in one in, in one league. I'm kind of 
you know, I'm on the cusp of I'm prob I give myself like a 60-70% chance of making the playoffs and I have guys like Rashad White, uh Travis Etienne, um DeAndre Swift, guys that aren't old but are still producing high name value right now. And I'm thinking, okay, I don't have this is a point that I wanted to touch on. Is it what do you do when you don't have your first round pick next year? Because I, I don't have You mean mine. if and you're trying to rebuild? If I'm probably in the next year or so I'm heading towards a rebuild and the other teams know that, you know, what can you do to get your draft capital back? And I've been putting a lot of thought into this. And this is something that I really I think this this theory could work. It's it's very much game theory, but it's again name agnostic point based honestly right now i'm going to say this if you don't have your first round pick and you have travis Etienne on your roster i want you to trade him away for aaron aaron jones in a first okay that's what i want wow you to i want you to for get etn for etn what did, what did he do to you travis Etienne? that was your son that was yeah. your ronald jones I would I, never trade away Ronald Jones for Aaron Jones in a first. <laughs> never. I love Travis Etienne, okay? I love this him. This is horrific. He's, he's great. And on a lot of my on my win now rosters, I'm keeping him. Okay. What happened to loyalty? But he's a running back, okay? He has competition now. And I look, I'm I just started doing my my projections this weekend and looking at the numbers. Travis Etienne is going to be probably a mid-range to upper mid-range running back two for me. And it breaks my damn heart. Breaks my damn heart. Um, You're bailing I'm terrified. He's electric. But that's what I'm saying. The points, the point potential for him, okay? Especially if I'm heading towards a rebuild. What do I value most in a rebuild, a potential rebuild? Picks. I need more bullets. I don't need running backs because that's my win now piece. That's my that's my engine, you know. So I need to sell these off, especially if I don't have my pick next year. I still need those points, but I don't need those points for two years. I need those points this year, and I need picks. Okay, I can see it if you're trying to get your own pick and you're basically trying to guarantee a right. top three pick. But what we just saw over the last, let's call it twenty four months. Mm -hmm. is people treating 2023 first-round picks as absolute yes. gold. Oh, absolutely. Go ahead and buy your 23 picks. These guys are gold. You've got the deals Zach we saw. Evans. The Six players we saw people giving up for a 2023 first. Uh, they would I'm... rather forfeit a chance at the title yeah. knowing they're in the final four yeah. to acquire a 2023 first. And I'm what happened? I'm say I did that. I did that in a few places, and I hate myself for it. <laughs> Everything was lit on fire, and that can happen. It can. It has happened. Um, How many of these 107 through 112 guys, which are mainly the, the receivers, yeah, right, are going to be wide receiver two or better this year? I have one. I have one of them. Maybe. Who? Uh, I've got Jordan Addison. I think he's he okay. He he'll won. if Thielen can do it, Addison can do it. I really like Addison. So maybe one receiver that went in the first round is a top twenty-four guy. Yeah, I mean maybe, and I have him in my top thirty. He's not even in my top twenty-four. So uh, <sighs> yes, and so now it immediately becomes the Marvin Harrison Jr. sweepstakes. 
Well, all right, so that's different, you know, because now it's 2024. Well, so was so was JSN. JSN. All right, so that I he's one, generational. If, this is all lava gonna, all over gonna, again. If we're no, he's not. On, all right, so one Marvin Harrison is like legit. Like that's that's when we knew Jamar Chase was going to be great. You know, granted, we we didn't know much about Justin Jefferson being this guy, but but guys have come out before, and we just kind of knew. Okay, this guy is legit. You know what? I'm even going to change my mind on that because all it's going to take is Marvin Harrison coming in, getting drafted, and saying, I see the ball differently than I did in college. And then people are going to be dropping him down their board. So, like, we had Jamar Chase, and we knew what he was. And then Marvin yes. Harrison, like, all right, so I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Fuck it's this. Pick. It's this continuous <laughs> chasing. Right. When the whole goal is to win a ring, and you have a team right. that is a playoff team, all you have to right. do is get in the dance, and anything can you happen. Do. Just ask right. Ben. He had one of the best teams we've ever seen on paper and didn't even right. make it to the Super Bowl. Now yeah. you wait 12 more months to have another chance. Yeah. If you get unlucky three times in a row, four yeah. years have gone by. Right. It's tough. That you're chasing these rookies. It's exhausting. Let's go get championships. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, Travis Etienne, though. Like, that's that's really what I'm getting at. It's like, I love Travis Etienne, and if he, if he didn't have competition – then absolutely he's my he's a, he's a top 10 running back for me in dynasty wise and I'm I'm riding with him knowing how the running back is treated though in the NFL I can you know if if I can't get Aaron Jones you know I'm I want multiple picks because I can recreate you know someone who can get that type of production and it's going to cost me a lot less you know whether as this year all I need is that production this year so that way I can still compete this year, but also yeah. I need if I can get Aaron Jones in um in multiple picks for Travis Etienne, I'm fine with that because it's not like Aaron Jones is gonna die, you know, in the league to you know this year. He's he's still gonna score. Make sure points. you put that in the league part there. Yeah. It's not like he's league. gonna die. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Um, you know who else yeah, is going to die? Yeah, just ask Brian Robinson about that. He almost died. Oh, man, man's Iron Man. You know, you know who else isn't going to die though in the league, Travis? Who? Geno Smith. He's not. Oh my God! It's Ryan Tannehill die. all over again. Okay. It's it. This is Ryan Tannehill. I, this is Derek Carr. This is a right. huge season. Oh, okay. Followed by oh, nothing okay. but mediocrity right after. This is the whole Brees Hall is Royce Freeman again. Like this it's is not this, that. Is this what we're doing? This is, is this not what that. we're doing? This we're gonna is sit not here. That. Oh my god. Geno Smith is more Derek Carr than he is a top ten quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes yeah. or no? Say that again. I'm sorry. I was too busy. Um, He's closer to Derek Carr than he is to Trevor Lawrence. Well, yeah. Right. Uh, but so I, so Trevor Lawrence being your QB 7-8. Perennially, yes. So your 9, 10, 11, 12, Geno falls somewhere in there for you. Yes. Yes, he is. Ahead of Kirk Cousins. I, I, so the fi- I have, I have um, five quarterbacks that I have him interchangeable with. Um, so Tua, Kirk Cousins, I've got him interchangeable. Daniel Jones. With, here, let me uh, 
let me pull up here um, what I've got. Yeah, I have him interchangeable with Dak. I have him interchangeable with Kirk Cousins. I have him interchangeable with um, kind of Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence on any given year now. Um, Is interchangeable with Geno Smith. In terms of what they can do production-wise, I've seen it. Geno Smith was wider, or, uh, quarterback five last year. I'm not going to take that away from him and say he can't do it because all he all that team has done from him for him this offseason is given him an even better situation, more offensive weapons, better offensive line. Like nothing has changed for Geno other than people just want to say he was good last year. And now all of a sudden, because I don't think he'll do it again, he'll be bad. It took doesn't him a make decade. sense. It took, I don't care if it took him 30 years and he figured it out at 65. <laughs> like, he's he's here. Like When you he, say he's – okay, so on the show sheet you have Geno Smith was QB5 in 2022. Yes. He was yes. also inside the top 10 in points per game. Mm-hmm. But you're not confident enough to put him at inside of your top 10? Um, like I said, he's interchangeable with five guys. Um, I think that his range of outcomes puts him anywhere from – quarterback 13 to quarterback seven or eight seven or eight being trevor lawrence at the end of that group um yeah trevor lawrence um Deshaun is trevor Watson. lawrence closer to to geno smith or justin herbert i think justin herbert i think um his his range of outcomes that ceiling I think so. There's a teardrop then from T Law to the Geno Smith group. The only teardrop here is under Geno's eye because he's a straight up killer. Okay, that's <laughs> no. why. That's what I'm getting at here. Okay, <laughs> I I really hope people are not looking at their board and saying, "Forget Trevor Lawrence. I can get Geno in the eight. Redraft wise, redraft wise, absolutely, I would. Geno Smith will go like four or five rounds after T Law, and you're. You, What's going to be different? Like what's Justin going to be different? Field, Justin Fields in the in the third or Gino in the tenth? Gino. Oh my goodness! We're not playing to win then. Yes, we are because you're talking about yes. Okay, the big boom weeks for Justin Fields. Um, you know, it it could yes, 25, 30, 40 points. Those are great. Um, I don't expect that to be as much the case this year, um, because. Because in that third round, I'm also getting probably a killer wide receiver or running back that's going to be a delta, a positive delta of like three or four points per game. And then Geno's still going to be putting up 16 points, 17 points a game. Justin Fields also going to be putting up 20 points a game. So you're talking like it's going to equal out. Like it's it's going to equal out. Geno doesn't put up duds a lot of the time. Zero (laughs) shares is how many I will have. I don't know what it is about Seattle. You can't quit them. We hate them. We hated them. I hated Russell Wilson. (laughs) I hated Russell Wilson. Denver can burn for all I care. He's burned me too much. (laughs) Let's ride. Geno Smith is Derek Carr. He had a great year. Derek Carr had an MVP season. When? When did Derek Carr win the MVP? He was the top three in, in the votes. Oh, it's the votes. The votes are what's important. I watched him play last year, and Derek Carr is what you should be worried about. Being like, that guy forgot how to play football. Like, So why I've, can't that happen to Geno? 
because Gino is on a much better team. Gino is a better quarterback. Gino for the then last Devante, two years. Then Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, Hunter Rinfro. Where's Darren Waller at now? Where's Darren Waller at? That's He's what in- Derek Carr had. D- he had Devontae Adams, and he had Darren Waller, who missed half the season. Okay. Okay, then you've got Geno Smith, who has not only DK Metcalf now, but Tyler Lockett. He's got a great running game. He's got JSN now, first-round wide receiver. He's got a stronger defense. Like, he's got things, and he also plays in a much weaker division than Derek Carr played in. Like, all of these things matter for Geno Smith. He's going to be a top-10, at least, quarterback. Uh, top-12, I guess, say at worst. Like, he, he's going to be fine. You're guaranteeing Geno Smith is a QB1. Yes, I will guarantee that. I will guarantee he's a quarterback. Winner. Yet you have five guys from eight to 13 that are interchangeable. Yeah. I, I, again, I'm confident enough in saying, and I'll, I'll guarantee it then, Geno Smith will be a quarterback one. Like, that's 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 done. I believe. Will you shave your legs if he's not? <laughs> I'll do it live on camera, okay? I'll do it live for people. After it grows back from the 2020 Gallup debate? That's right. You guys, I, I'm spending a good amount of time tomorrow making a high-quality edited video for you guys. I will make that bet with you right now on air. Okay. Geno Smith is a QB1. QB, no, I'm going to make it top 10 quarterback. Oh, now we're well, changing. the. We're moving if the we're gonna put If we're going to put full leg okay. shaving on the, okay. on the table, are you confident I'm, enough to say top 10? No. I'm going to say I'll guarantee top 12. I will guarantee top 12. Let me look at this list again real quick. Oh, now we're now we're looking at it. Okay. Ky- Kyler's out. Scared so money don't make guy. money. Scared money don't make money, Travis. Look, you I look, I'll tell I'll tell you what, the projections I'm looking at, they're not my own, but they've got Geno Smith at quarterback twelve on the year. I happen to think he's gonna have a much better year than they're giving him credit for. Um but I don't expect it to be much worse. The quarterbacks behind him, uh, the only guys I see that are going to you know, have a relative possibility of, of overtaking him, I can see Tua having a better year. I can see Jared Goff having a decent year. All right, we'll, and, call, it, we'll call it 11 on the, on the line. If he's 11 or higher, I lose. 12 I, or lower, you lose. I, I said 10, you say 12, I meet you at 11. I've got him at QB twelve. Like, why? Why would I say? No, why, would, why would I put him at QB twelve? <laughs> no, because you love He'll him be, and you wanted to bring him up on be, our first show of the year. He's gonna be a QB one. That means twelve. You take twelve and up. K Mad said, loss. "Take it." K Mad said, "Take it, Dustin. If you're confident, take it. Eleven or better. Twelve or better. You just you don't believe in Gino. Why? Why? You don't. I you don't." don't you don't get to have him as a QB one and then say you won. I'm not giving. But all you that. it takes, all it takes is Lamar, Fields, Hurts, Allen, somebody to get hurt, two of them to get hurt, and Geno slides in from 13 to 12 or 11. Look, Geno is going to be a QB one. That's 12 to one. Like, so that that's... means he's beating out. He's going Deshaun to Watson, Tua, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones sucks, so he'll beat Daniel Jones out. Daniel Jones, Tua, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Jared Goff, you know Stafford, all these guys. Um, they're 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 all not going to be, uh, you know, above Geno. You know, I, guys I can realistically see beating him out. You know, Kirk, 
you know, Dak, T-Law, Watson, you know, those guys could beat him out and him still make the, the, the top 12. I like Geno Smith. I like that division that they're in. I, I think that team is going to do a lot better. Um, and I think that what they want to do um, is, is going to be perfect for Geno. He's going to – I've got stats up here that, the that problem, tell me – The problem is – You hate you hate Geno. The Rams defense is – they're tanking. They, the Rams defense yep. is Cardinals sucks. are going to be the worst Cardinals team suck. Yep. Um, Niners are great. That's yeah. not enough. Yeah. I'm willing I'll hold at eleven. You're gonna hold Oh, you at got what 11. if A Rich sneaks in? A Rich ain't sneaking in there. Gardner Minshew's starting at starting. A Rich could sneak in. He could be bottom, you know, QB one. That, that's like that's that is a possibility. But again, I like Gino. I think like, Alright, I'll take it. I'll take it at okay, twelve. Perfect. Awesome. Next Let's time we it. have a debate, whatever the line is, I get to move it up <laughs> one. Oh, come on. I'll take the twelve on this one because the penalty is severe. See, I, I know another well caveat. Enough. Okay. Oh, here we go. You have to pay your debt. Yes. Yes. I. 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 I my name is besmirched. soon. <laughs> Before you have a child, clear your family name. This is true. This is true. I don't remember if I ever told people that I'm having a child. I can't remember. Very that. soon. Yeah, we've got three months. Three months until that 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 baby's gonna be here. So and, you have 90 um, days to figure out when you're going to shave your legs. That's right. That's For right. those we're... of you listening who are not aware of what we're talking about, we made a bet two seasons ago. Our first <laughs> bet ever that Michael Gallup would have, what was it, one game as a wide as receiver? A wide one. receiver one, and he was injured <laughs> One all top year. 12 week. <laughs> and he played, I think, 10 games, and he didn't have it. No, he didn't, play, he didn't play. He didn't play ten games at all. He I played, think he did. No, look it up. Look up Michael Gap. I think he played like maybe five games because he was injured. He was he was uh, coming back from that ACL. It also taught us to put uh, a minimum of games on the bets that we made. Yeah, yeah, that's so. I still have to shave my legs, um, and that's happening. That is going to happen. Um, I've I've already um, I've I've already given uh, you know much thought to when it's going to be happening so it'll be soon okay be soon. so he played in week one and then he yep. missed two through nine okay. he played in 10 11 12 13 14 ACL. 15 16 17 18 he played in 10 games on the dot oh my goodness my brain pat your brain oh my god pat your brain this guy <laughs> this guy yeah, but uh, Geno Smith, huh? That's uh, that's gonna happen. That's gonna be, that's where I'm gonna draw the line here, and he's going to be, he's gonna be nice. Oh, that's that's right. He tore. Yeah, so uh, he was actually having a very nice game that last game of the season, then tore his ACL. So that was, that was great. I remember Bummer. that game. Yeah, Bummer. I remember that game. As you oh. tear the hairs off your leg. Oh yeah, they shred them. You could just them. wax them. Oh hell could be, no! <laughs> it could be better. No, 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 no. That's not. That's not a thing. That's not gonna happen. Why would I do All that? All right. So, moral of the story of our initial conversation of yeah. trading draft picks. What I take yeah. from this is really what I've learned over three years. In summary, trade your future draft picks in your startup for young superstars. And 
like Ben Ben says, be a year early on selling your vets. I learned the hard way with guys like right. Adam Thielen. Oh, for sure. Where he could have gotten you a first when he was a top 12 receiver for eight weeks in a row. Yep. And you didn't sell him because you're thinking, oh, I could get another year or two of this. Sure. Sometimes you just have to pull the trigger and take the pick. Yeah, you can't. You know, greedy pigs get slaughtered, man. You know, you, yeah. you try and hold on to these guys. That's why that, I, I, I always try to get rid of you know the 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 i don't i hate calling them old because like 30 year olds <laughs> it, it hurts my soul but you know getting rid of these guys that have kind of getting that age apex and beyond where yeah. is you know like stefan diggs stefan diggs is realistically going to have two more you know high productive season at least but getting rid of him is kind of what you should do because there's going to become a point probably next season somehow that you're only going to be able to get like a second for him. And is that really worth it to that point? Essentially, you're just going to have an asset that is probably going to die on your bench, Um, which, you know, Hey, if you're competing, that's fine. But like you said, be a year early. I I'd rather trade, get value. And even if he goes on to have an incredible, you know, top 10 season, I know I still got value from it Um, because at the end of the day, it's what he ends up as. You know, so also don't you don't need to hoard all these picks. I see some guys post screenshots on Twitter of like I have nine first round picks. It's like the numbers say that four or five of those guys are going to bust. Oh, for sure. Do not. So just get three or four of them and try to hit on them. You don't need everybody. Perfect example. Perfect example. I I am going through a rebuild in one league of ours, and I had I want to say like five draft picks in this draft. I traded three of them. One of them ended up being JSN. I traded three of them for Kyler Murray. Um, two of them were late, and then the 105. That was beautiful, like that. Yeah, awesome. I just, I just drafted Kyler Murray and bun, bun, done. It's, it's beautiful. It's, <laughs> boom, it's, done. <laughs> boom, done. Bun, bun. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So that's what I'm saying. Is it's great to have all these assets, but know what you need to build your roster. Know what points need to be there. Look, it, honestly, if if there's one message to to round this whole thing out. It's that get to get curious about the numbers in your league, age, production, you know the points and uh, picks. You know, know where these things are allocated in your in your league. Know how many points your league mates are scoring and how many points you need to score to re- you know realistically be competitive. You know, forget the names of the players. Just look at the points that they're putting out. Get curious about you know what what is realistic for each one of those players on your team. And then that should provide you a path forward uh, to to know exactly where you stand in your league. Like that's, and, that's the and spend some time looking. Just go one league at a time. Spend some time looking at every roster and know who's doing what. You're, yes. You kind of touched on this, but but just to dive into it a little deeper, there are teams that are in full rebuild that you weren't paying attention to over the last couple of months because it's not football season, right? And they have one or two vets that are still just on their roster. Yeah. I know we've said the name Keenan Allen a lot, but those type guys, sure. Hopkins, Allen, Mike Evans. Sure. Yeah. Go get those guys for so cheap because that team is yeah. headed for a rebuild. They're Late they're looking to thirds, sell man. anyway. Yes. You can go get Adam look. Thielen right now who realistically has a shot at 700 to 800 yards and a few touchdowns and you can get him for a, a third. Yeah. Like I agree. Invest a little time, see who's doing what, 
there will be some names that stick out that you can get for a good price. Um, right. Shout out to our guy Chris Beck on Twitter at CGBeck5, one of the OGs from year one of Losing Sucks. Special yes. shout out Machine Gun K-Mad and our one and only Ben, Mr. Adai himself. Yes. Um, part of the Absolutely. Losing Sucks family here. Yeah, we, we really appreciate you guys uh, You know, tuning in. We're excited to be back for the 2023 season and the off season. We've got a lot of fun stuff planned for this year. Um, lots of improvements. Again, make sure you, you, you keep tuned in. Stay up to date with the Twitter. We've got some fun stuff, fun updates coming out. Um, and always, you know, same same business as usual, Trev, as we sign off here, man. Losing See y'all sucks. soon. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs>